Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBear here, and we are back. It is the last Flame On episode of 2022. We have made it through the year, y'all, and we are doing eh, just a little, a little microsode, a little recap, a little best of. If all of the critics can do it, why can't we? We are here. I am with Eric, Brian, and BJ. Hey. I was going to say, say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. I realized in our last episode, we didn't even introduce ourselves. I didn't even introduce myself. How did we do that? (laughs) I mean, if you listen to the last episode, it's very obvious how we did it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure sure Pat will have introduced us on the episode if you go back and listen to it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. With the magic of editing. I want no, you to do. I, will I, not I want you to do like the worst edit possible. Like I want you to go out of your way to make it sound like BJ, Brian, Eric. Oh no! I'm gonna do it like the uh, the Lee Dawson recap Christmas special when uh, they introduce Todrick Hall and it's the the robotic like <laughs> text to speech voice. Todrick. When was the last time you paid your dancers? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, uh, but yeah, I know. Listen, I don't. The editing is minimal. The, uh, the audience <laughs> likes the raw feel of our episodes. Who doesn't I like will the raw feel? Oh, it's the raw mouth feel. <laughs> of this, thirsty, this bitch. Listen. I love a good mouth feel. <laughs> uh, I will say this though, there was an edit request made by BJ. It's so I love it, and I actually, I actually obliged and went above and beyond and took it a step further than what he asked for. Because in one of his uh, now that's what I call gay life episodes two ago in the feed, uh, <laughs> one of the B team members took a while to answer and he was like can you put the spongebob a few <laughs> moments later in there 
And I did, but it was funny because there was a it's pause. Been... Eighty-four years. Four years. <laughs> oh my god! It was per. I was in tears. I was like, oh, I, because because I literally asked him to make. I was like, quickly, one word, and it was just. I, I now I don't want to say anything like simple, and then it was like five minutes later, and then he was like. <laughs> I don't want to say anything like love 12 hours later. <laughs> it was but perfect. It, it was well, perfection. Because I don't like, I, I kind of know some of the SpongeBob memes. I'm, I'm not like, I don't watch SpongeBob, but I had to find it on YouTube and I found it a few seconds, uh, you know, it was like a few moments later. And then there was uh, like a few months later or something like that. There was another one that was like a longer stretch of time. And I, there was a, a something was said in between the big gaps and i was like okay we're doing both of these and uh yeah if you caught that that was that was a request by bj that i i said you know what i will go ahead and do this for you (laughs) uh but anyway we are here to close out the year with our top five or i wouldn't even say top five because honestly some of these overlap and um i will just say these are five pieces of pop culture Media, entertainment, goodness from the year 2022 that we want to share with you. We're not going to go into deep discussions about it. Some of these things are topics we've discussed on previous episodes. These are things that maybe we'll be having microsodes coming up. So we're really just going to kind of uh, do round robin style. We'll each give one. We'll just keep rotating around until we've gone through all five of them. And um, just share some picks of things that we really enjoyed from this year. And uh, if these also resonated with you out there, dear listeners, hit us up on social media, start a convo with us, send us an email. I don't know, anything to maybe say, uh, hey, you missed out on this. Go check it out. Or, hey, I love that, too. So let's start with uh, let's go West Coast first. Brian, what is your first fave thing of 2022? trying to think the order i want to do this in i'm gonna go from like like bottom to up bottom up so you know can reverse countdown or whatever or no not reverse countdown that's reverse exactly so you like reverse cowgirl bottoms up got it, got it. that is oh, that is your look, first pick got it is the critical part of all that it has to be up not down okay so face down ass up that's why we like to reverse well, yeah, like exactly <laughs> um god have y'all been drinking too because oh my god um the unbearable no, just you <laughs> oh jeez this is gonna get this is gonna get messy here in a second Come um on, luke cage re- redo oh, no. <laughs> that is oh, one for the ages um so i'll start with a movie that i really enjoyed did not know i would i kind of Thought it might, but I wasn't sure. It could have gone many different ways, and that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Now, behind the scenes, this has actually, I think, in a, I think I was going to discuss this multiple times in different episodes, and it, it always got, like, I always last second changed it out with something else. So I'm not going to talk a lot about it. However, this movie is delightful. It is the Nick Cage piece that we've all hoped, I think, in certain ways would happen eventually especially when Nick Cage started making really interesting choices with his uh, acting. Um, this is basically all about a fictionalized act, a fictionalized Nick Cage 
who has done all of the same things that real life Nick Cage has done, but with slightly different, like, I think his wife and his kid, you know, that's different. Um, but he's at kind of like this nader in his career where he doesn't know what's next. He gets invited out by his agent, played by uh, Barney Stinson himself, uh, NPH, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, to go have this like, he doesn't even understand what it is, but just go hang out with this rich guy. I think it's like in Monaco. I don't know. Some some place, some fancy place. Geography is hard for me right now. Um, and this person is played by uh, Pedro Pascal, who is also delightful. And I never realized how just amazing those two would be together in a buddy movie, buddy, a buddy action comedy sort of it's serious moments it's not all comedy but a lot of it's comedy they get like i think high together at one point they're falling off cliffs together it just just hijinks ensue and there's fbi and there's other stuff like it's it's so good um did wait wait did we actually talk about it i think now maybe as i'm saying this we did talk about this you meant we didn't do it as a topic you mentioned it because i had to look it. it up I, I in my head I'm sitting here like this this deja vu feeling I, I always I get. I think you did it as a as a one up. Oh well, there you go. So I did it as one up. But either way, go watch this. It's it's on streaming services, I'm sure, unless it's been taken off. In which case, you've bought the DVD because we know they don't sell Blu-rays anymore for some reason. So <laughs> uh, that's a callback to a past episode. I don't know why I'm beeping. I'm sorry. I think I might explode <laughs> in a minute. Um, but yes, unbearable weight of massive talent. Go watch it. It is one of my top five. All right. Uh, BJ, hit us with your first. I was going to say, in in regards to Brian's first pick, um, the unbearable weight of bottoms up, um, <laughs> uh, my, my first pick um, is uh, Kim Petras' album, Slut Pop. Slut, Slut Pap? Slut Pop. I don't know why I said it like a northerner. Pap. Um, but... I have uh, always Midwesterner, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been following don't say it like that. Nope. I've I've literally lived this everybody is a northerner from where I'm from. That's true. Um Seattle? Huh. <laughs> um but uh no, uh, Kim Petrus is uh, slut pop out of came out of nowhere. Um all of her albums have been kind of like bubblegummy um just very cutesy. Uh, mm. I know she performed. Do you hear her Halloween Coconut. album? Do you hear her Gothic album? This is not the, uh, the Halloween album poppy. was the Halloween album was was solid. That was actually my first Kim Petras album. You would like that. That is the creepiest oh, yeah. fucking album I've heard in a long damn time. I was, and I was yeah. gonna say Elvira was featured in like two tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, no, that is where I discovered Kim Petras. But then her first mainstream album. Um, uh, which had the song Coconuts on it, which I was like, <laughs> hey, oh, absolutely. that's like last year. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no. Slut Pop came out fucking swinging and I came out it, fucking. It, it is the yeah, it is it is the fuck album of 2022. If you have not listened to Slut Pop, Throat Goat and oh Treat God. Me Like a Slut. Are so, okay, hold back up my here, two though. favorite songs. I have a question for you BJ cuz I also love Kim Petras and I and before Unholy, which by the way is a fucking horrible song. Oh yeah. Hot take, but seriously, it's bad. Do you really think that album is good in a serious way, in a club banger way, or in a satirical, I'm going to make this album, but I honestly am judging you for buying it way? I think 
So I think Kim Petrus, when she releases albums, kind of just picks a concept and doesn't just run with it. She gets in a stock race car and crashes it into into the studio. That's fair. Um, because her her for the There Will Be Blood album, like absurdly gothic and absurd. Like if if it is not in your Halloween playlist, you're yeah. doing something wrong. Same for her like bubblegum pop album that she released. That is 100 percent meant for like not just college students, but like 21 and 22 year old college students who just learned how to drink college students um and slut pop is meant for your 30 somethings that are just whores i wait whoa why are we putting an age on this here what is this about what is this ageism nonsense it is a it is a straight up dirty fucking album album. like there's no subtlety so i'm going to talk about an album here in a little bit where there's like a modicum of subtlety and on entendre kim petras none Zero. Yeah. It is no. straight up repetitive, d- four on the floor, dirty fucking shit. It's good. It's fun. I like it. But other than in a gay bar, it, it, as as like a thing, you know, that that the different kind of thing. It works. In a bathhouse. It is, yes, actually, no. It's <laughs> literally what I was thinking. Of, like when I listened to this, like I don't know what it was, but yeah. So so much. Not that they play a lot of club. But not, well, okay. I shouldn't say. I know. BJ, have you ever been to a bathhouse where they're playing uh, full-on four-on-the-floor club music while it's dark and there's glow sticks? Not that I've been there. Uh-huh. I've never seen glow sticks at a, at a bathhouse. You can hear, you can hear your mental breaks. Your 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 mental state hit the brakes, and I love it. I love. I can see the tire tread on the concrete, but no, absolutely, no, it, I can it is. To paint a picture, it is the most like if you're gonna put a warning label for parents. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would put her in the same class as far as dirtiness goes. I will put her in the same class as Lil Kim and Cupcake. It is it is Kim Petrus's Cupcake album because, uh, like I said, Cupcake literally has whole songs where in the background she's like sucking on a dildo as like the backbeat. So. Like, but like I said, I, for some reason, this, I hum more songs from this Kim Petrus album than any other Kim Pet. Like, Coconuts it was near and dear to my heart for the longest, for the longest time. Coconuts was cute. And literally, I would just be minding my own business. And like, before I know it, I'm like, my coconuts. And I don't like, I don't know where that came from. Now, I'm sitting here like, treat me like a slut. Write it, slide it, bite it, get inside it. Yes. And, and come on, uh, touch my body. I know that you like it. You can't hide it. Come on, touch my body. Hotter, bigger, faster, longer, <laughs> thicker. Come on, touch my body. I can see that you getting I can I whoa, I can see that you getting excited. Come on, touch my body. Treat me like a slut. <laughs> Little dirty bitch. Now, and this is probably the least explicit song, honestly. Throat goat? So much. Anyway, I'm just saying, BJ, I'm glad you brought this up. Because I thought a lot about this album and just trying to unpack what is going through her head. Oh, there's also, no unpacking in this album. There's delighting no in the it. fact about all the people who are discovering that she's trans for the first time and mm-hmm. having complicated feelings. That makes my 2022 so much richer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all of it. So anyway. Uh, uh, but Pat, uh, so for next year's favorite thing, I would love it if you could give me a soundbite of Brian. <laughs> 
reading uh, Kim Petras um, lyrics. That would be that would that would be that that's on my Christmas list. That's that's continuing my Christmas list from the previous uh, previous episode. So yeah, BJ, that would be... it has to be the soundtrack to your new TikTok. It's just the spoken word version of Kim Petras. Yes, absolutely. Make it a TikTok trend. I'm just. I'm gonna put glasses on Jane, and she's gonna be reading. She's gonna be reading the lyrics. Please do that. Please. I can't. I can't wait to hear but, that. See that. Oh god. That is. That is. That is my my first item on my uh, top five list. <laughs> so that was the thing that we talked about, and um, <laughs> moving on from the, the topic that I will not. Uh, I, I will not go down my own rabbit hole with because. You will not go down on that topic. <laughs> Kim Petras would and sing about it, and say and sign on with a, a a producer like she has. So anyway, oh, um, and there's that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we're gonna keep moving on because I don't I, I don't want to mm, I don't want to get myself mad about, about that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so Eric, what is your first? So uh, my first topic is going to be one that we discussed on the November Roundup, I think, um, which is the movie The Menu, um, which uh, stars Ray Fiennes as um, a very high-profile, disillusioned-with-everything chef, um, and the last night at his restaurant, um, where he goes out with a bang. Um, and it's kind of a story about class. Um, it's sort of a story about becoming disillusioned with your passion. Um, and, um, it's just really well done. And as someone who watches a lot of food TV and like top chef and, um, other like well-to-do food stuff. It was fun to watch this movie and mix it with a little bit of horror in a way. Um, so yeah, I know BJ's seen it. Have either of the other two of you seen it? No, I still haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> it's like um, you, you should have. <laughs> But yeah, that's my first topic, the menu. Love it just it. came out like like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. The beginning of November. I don't go Current. to theaters. Why? Not Decent. that many well, that people is... go to theaters. And you can see you can see ahead of time how many people are gonna be in the theater right, and listen, where to sit away from them. The theater near me does not offer that service. It is very lo fi and it is delightful. But I just I just don't go to theaters. I'm sorry. For for for, for movies, for other things, sure. But yeah. I will see it. I do want to see it. Okay, Kim Petras. Oh my God, listen. (laughs) I am so sorry because I listen. I love Kim Petras. I'm sorry I do, but I do not support Dr. Luke. It says in Dr. Mr. Luke, whatever Luke. And I just read the article on Rolling Stone. So yeah. (laughs) The doctor and Mr. Luke. (laughs) Whatever is that dude. So yeah, I, I, I fully retract any support I had for that album. Um, BJ, it's all yours. 
Um, but yeah, and it's a shitty. It like anyway. Yeah, all that to say. Don't 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 buy it. So the menu. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of the menu. So I was watching. Oh, I actually meant to send you guys this video too. So uh, Seth Myers is probably my favorite late night host. Love him. So funny. The show is great, especially his YouTube like corrections and some of the other stuff. He does a show or a, a show within a show called Day Drinking with whoever just yeah. released. Did you guys see it yet? Lizzo. And Uh-oh. it is amazing. It is so funny. They're they're hilarious. I like I kind of like I kind of want to do that. Not that this epi- episode isn't turning into that, but like I kind of want to take that format because it's just they just get progressively like worse and worse and worse, and then they're just it's it's d- delightful. But um, we yeah, did that with Lizzo, Luke Cage. We saw how that turned out. Listen, this <laughs> and it's an epic moment in Flame on history. And then you when, can go back and listen to it be, be for the first time because you don't remember actually exactly. recording it's it. The gift that keeps on giving. Um, God, where was I going with <laughs> No idea. All right, you're revoked, sir. No more interruptions <laughs> from you, sir. But, but no, it, what was the fucking connection? Anyway, but go watch it. It's great. Lizzo getting day drunk with – um with uh, oh, no, that's what it was. The co-writer – I figured it out. The co-writer of the menu – is a writer for Seth Meyers for late night. And he's on the, in, in the episode, in the day drinking thing. So I'm just saying that that tied back to the menu. It's very relevant to this discussion. And she posted, uh, she posted some clips from it on her socials as well. Cause I saw, I saw her, I, I saw a little clip of the, that video. It was very entertaining. The co-writer guy, whoever his name is, I forgot. He looks like Adam, uh, not Adam, Paul Rudd. He looks like Paul Rudd with a mask on because they actually still wear masks in this production uh, in New York, thank God. But yeah, it's anyway, that's the the joke. So yeah, go watch it. It's, uh, it's delightful. I, I was picturing like a Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, all right. Who knew? Uh, so my first thing is uh, there were a couple of Disney Plus shows to potentially bring up, but. I chose one that we just released a microsode on, so we don't have to really dis- dive much into it. You can just go back two episodes from this one and uh, check out our our microsode on She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a fun ride through the whole thing. Uh, oh god, I don't, I, I don't. He's got a mask out, y'all. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Eric, say the line. Which one? Oh, God, I thought Eric froze again. I know, I did too. <laughs> so still. He was so still. I was, I was having flashbacks from the last time we recorded. Because <laughs> podcasting is notorious. A visual medium. A visual medium. <laughs> um, but She-Hulk, it, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. Um, it ended up surpassing my expectations ending was interesting it was not the norm and it obviously um you know really played on the trope of uh what marvel does for their third act or their their climax of their products um the cast was great there were some pieces that were maybe a little underutilized uh, and we talked about those in the microsode but overall i had a really great time with it um, Tatiana Maslany and Charlie Cox's chemistry was phenomenal. Tatiana Maslany's chemistry with everybody on the show was fantastic. Uh, 
um, Nikki, Pug, uh, Mallory, all of them, just phenomenal. If you had reservations, you weren't sure, um, don't listen to the our microsode because we spoil a lot of things. We talk about a lot of things. Um, go and check it out. Give it a watch. And uh, I'm excited to see where we see She-Hulk next. I don't know where that will be, but that is definitely something that I, I'm looking forward to. All right, Brian, what is your second pick? Uh, let's see, I did a, the movie. I'm doing a TV show. Let's do Rings of Power. That was totally not a fist that I was just throwing in the air. Um, so we are going to do a micro on this. I don't know when. We've talked about it. It got away from us. We had other things come up. But Rings of Power. Talked a little bit about it. I don't think I had, think I it had not finished its first season when I talked about it the first time. However, it landed so well, this the ending of the first season and the story so far. I... I am more emboldened now to recommend it. What is interesting is there has been a quite a backlash online. And I think part of it is legitimate. They have issues with maybe the way some characters are portrayed, like, you know, Galadriel, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to get into that because I don't agree. But other people are totally trolling it because they don't like the fact that it had amazing diverse casting. Um, And that is something you can never forget that these idiots go for these review bombs when they don't like as we just talked about she hulk for example so go watch this i just introduced my mother's husband that's my stepfather yes you're you're making sure i have problems with stepfather and father-in-law they get complicated i don't know why it's my brain it's like the same like neuron it's splitting duties but i just shared it to him he's a big tolkien nerd he loved it um I am a moderate Tolkien nerd, and even if it's not true, a thousand percent, it's a little fanfic. It's still great. The music by Bear McCreary, which was my Spotify rap artist of the year, which I acknowledge Spotify is problematic too, like everything else these days, but it is because they don't pay album, they don't pay artists enough. Like the rap was like, oh, you love Bear McCreary because I do. His music is amazing. Fiona Apple sings the main, like, uh, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, blah, 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 that thing. She sings a song to that poem that is, at first, like, listening, you're like, I don't know if I like it. It's kind of awkward. But the meter's awkward. It's a weird, it's an awkward phrase. But yes, they reveal who Sauron is, Sauron. Um, it's, it's, It's totally what I thought it was, so... Spoiler alert, if you go back and listen to what I said whenever I talked about it, it's 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 pretty much who I think who I said. But either way, doesn't matter. Next season's gonna be epic. I'm so excited. Um gotta go watch Rings of Power. Did you guys finish it yet? I know some of you yep. think BJ. Okay. Did we all pretty much like it? Uh, I, I still have yet to watch it. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Um I've never re- read the some some yeah, that one. The um, so Somewhere. I really don't know much of the lore pre-Third Age, um, but I've enjoyed the larger Tolkien universe. Um, it's a beautiful show. Um, yeah, kind of the misdirect about Sauron was pretty dang obvious. Yeah. 
Um, oh, by the end, you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's you know, it's yeah. not the one person, and you, you're yeah. pretty sure it's the other. But yeah, from the beginning, I, I went back and rewatched the first few, and you're like, okay, yeah, no, this doesn't this doesn't give it away at first. Um, no. but how badass was? I mean, we're gonna spoil it a little bit. How badass was the uh, Hobbit? stranger dudes little epic showdown uh i i thoroughly enjoyed these little whoever the hell they were ring wraiths maybe uh proto ring wraiths uh little that that whole that whole scene is is just it was so so epic and yeah Yeah, they were uh, cool the the only part i didn't really enjoy too much were i feel like the harfoots were overused uh, because you had to have a Hobbit-esque lead character somewhere as a through line from, oh my gosh, the lead character in Lord of the Rings is a Hobbit. Oh my gosh, the lead character in The Hobbit is a Hobbit. So you have to have a lead character that's a Hobbit in Rings yeah. of Power. But it like I like that she's I like that the main character is a girl. They like the the two girls are yeah. like buddies, and I like that the leader of that tribe is black. Like I, again with that diverse casting, I, they weren't my favorite scenes because they're all they're all a little like oh the hobbits doing the hobbit thing, um, which has never been my favorite part of Lord of the Rings in general. But like you got to do it, and they did it well, and they tied it into certain things in the main the, the Lord of the Rings and stuff. Anyway, all that to say, I don't disagree. But it could have been worse. I think it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, they could have had Tom Bombadil show up. I mean, let's be honest. It could have oh, been I'm worse. still waiting for Tom Bombadil. <laughs> I love me some Tom Bombadil. I, I, fair. I just, yeah. Anyway, if you're a deep, deep, deep cut fan of the, the books and you, you you know that Tom Bombadil showing up, you're like, oh, boy. Um, which he's, they've never done in, in any of the, the TV or movies. But yes, anyway, Rings of Power. Go watch it. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> I guess the new season doesn't come out until like 2024 when God only knows what the world will be like. So, Hey, enjoy the apocalypse with a side of Tolkien. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's my choice for number four, I guess, reverse order cowgirl. No. <laughs> you're BJ, on to you. Let's keep going. I was like, this is a short record, episode. You're, you're just gonna not. need to record all of his his uh his his tracks and send them to me. Um <laughs> next up for me is uh Beyonce's Renaissance album. Um personally, I honestly she has some great tracks from all of her other albums, but I don't think I've ever listened to a Beyonce album all the way through, multiple times. And by multiple times, I mean, like, ten minutes before this recording. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's She uh, she dedicated it to her uncle. Um, it's got a lot of ballroom culture uh, sprinkled around in it. And, yeah, it's it's incredibly black. It's, inc- it's for the she's, they's, and gays. Um, I also have enjoyed some of the discourse uh, that people have had about it being... Uh, being not quite the Beyonce that they uh, they like or understand, and I'm like, and I respond with that with the album was not for you. Um, so yeah, uh, that is my uh, fourth pick as well. See what you have to do when they're like, this isn't the Beyonce that I like. You play that SNL clip um, the day Beyonce <laughs> turned black. Yes, 
Yes. And that's it. I mean, really, that's just that's it. There you go. Um, I still haven't gotten around to listening to it. I know bad gay, really bad gay, but uh, my favorite things to come out of it were all of the the unique memes that <laughs> were all over Twitter. <laughs> best thing, best thing. Uh, Eric, what is your next one? I'll stick with music, and I'm going to go with probably my most played album of the year, which is Lizzo's Special. Yes. Um, I've really enjoyed her journey thus far. I really enjoyed Special. It's about dang time. Uh, Everybody's gay. Um, Am I ready? Um, All banging tracks. And she just enjoys being unapologetically herself um, from putting out her own lingerie and women's wear line to most recently, was it the people's choice awards? Was that the award show that just happened? Yeah. And as part of her acceptance speech, she brought out this whole row of women activists and went down the line, introducing each of them and their causes that they were fighting for. And it's just great the way that she um, is just a positive influence and everywhere. And she played the crystal flute from the library of Congress and it was amazing. And it upset all of the people who don't understand what the library of Congress is. And was like, <laughs> basically made a bunch of racist white people angry, which is always a good thing. Uh, so yeah, Lizzo is special and you should listen to her album. I am so happy that she's doing larger tours, but I am sad because them tickets be expensive. But it is phenomenal. If you have a chance to see Lizzo, great show. Eric and I went and saw her um, back when I lived in Florida, and it was a grand old time. So go check her out. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, I will carry on the music train then. Uh, I am doing a, it's a little mishmash, mostly queer music. I had a phenomenal year of queer music. Um, my YouTube music rewind top artists. <laughs> because I don't use Spotify, um, was Fletcher releasing her debut album, Girl of My Dreams. I uh, saw her twice this year in concert. It was phenomenal. Um, angry, angsty, lesbian breakup music into self-reflection and um, self-care, self-realization, and coming out of it a, a better person. Um Still working on that last part, but the the bitter, angry uh, lesbian breakup music still definitely my jam. Uh, Haley Kiyoko put out her second album, Panorama. Um, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen put out The Loneliest Time. Um, am I missing somebody? Oh, Lord. Why do I feel like I'm missing somebody else besides the the last big one? What was I going to say? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Those were the, the ones that I wanted to highlight. Um, Fletcher was my top streamed artist this year i guarantee you next year it's going to be taylor swift because midnight's came out and fantastic album it is a it's different but the same all at the same time it's not meant to be it's not meant to take you on a new journey it's not meant to take you on a new trip this is uh the conceit of this album when she announced it was 13 sleepless nights across her life so a lot of the production harkens back to old eras because these nights that kept her awake at night, uh, these nights that, that had her sleepless were spanned across red and fearless and her debut album and um, 1989 and reputation. So I, I, it feels like the songs are pinpointed to those eras and have that feel of those. So if you've been listening to Taylor for a while, you'll feel like, oh, a lot of these things feel familiar to you. Um, and then she decided to drag John Mayer right through the mud again. Um, <laughs> and on her 3 a.m. edition, had a song called um, uh, Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, and just rakes him over the fucking coals. And it's phenomenal. So um, it's been a great year for music. Beyonce, Lizzo, Taylor... Carly Rae, Haley Kiyoko, Fletcher, all of those. Highly recommend all of those albums. Go listen to them. Go stream them. Uh, Brian, number three. So keeping in the theme, uh, I want to talk about uh, my favorite album of 2022. Uh, Tuvalu, which until about six months ago, Tavlo. I did not. Tavlo. <laughs> Tuvalu, Tovalu. Yeah, anyway. Uh, amazing artist. I've been a fan for years, but her latest album, which is Dirty Thim, uh, I think I have listened to that album more times than I have listened to any other album in quite some time. Exception potentially is Bear McCreary's Rings of Power album, but uh, love her so much. This is her first independently produced studio album and um her other stuff has been uh you know fantastic 
She is a following in the tradition of amazing Swedish singer songwriters who have just nailed the, 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 the zeitgeist nailed the format that people love. Um, but, uh, no one dies. Oh, she's from the love. new Abba. Oh, <laughs> there's a through. No, there, no, seriously. There's a through line there. If you go watch, there's like a Netflix. We talked about this. I think the Netflix documentary where they go through the Swedish songwriting, like industry. It's yeah. Mind boggling. How many American popular bands and song and singers have had songs produced by Swedish uh, producers, writers, everything. So, so the fact that she is like organically Swedish and comes out of that tradition, but is just amazing. Like I just, I cannot tell you how much I love her uh, album. So dirty femme has been out since October. Uh, I'm going to get to go see her finally in concert here next year, which I don't go to a lot of like those kind of shows, but Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, and no one dies from love is great, but, and that's like that's like the first radio edit, whatever. Her music videos, it reminded me of Janelle Monet's Dirty Computer and that she kind of tells this sort of story across her album or her videos, which you know Beyonce's done it, a bunch of people have done it, but love that. Um uh uh what's it called? Water not watermelon, oh oh grapefruit. That is the song to listen to. Grapefruit is a heartbreaking song about trying to stay fit in an industry that demands you be the peak of, you know, physical perfection and, and yet knowing that that's just not you, you'll never be there, but you still have to try. It's grapefruit is one of the most beautiful songs on that album and it's heartbreaking, but it's just gorgeous. And um, yeah, highly recommend Tuvalu Tovalo. Uh, I'm so excited. Hopefully you guys can catch her in concert too, but uh, dirty Femme, great album. So many good songs. Go check it out. But will Tuvalu be wearing her cake hat at this I concert? Hope if she is, I'm going to get a picture and I'm sending it to everybody. It's going to be very, very exciting. I don't know. Tuvalu. I forgot about, forgot about her cake hat. <laughs> oh, Tuvalu. Oh, Lordy. BJ, what is uh, your next uh, your next fave? Uh, curveball. I actually changed one of mine. Um uh, actually, it was so. Originally, it was going to be Heidi Klum and her worm costume from Halloween. But <laughs> uh, keeping in the Halloween theme and celebrity, uh, I had to go with Kiki Palmer. Uh, she's been having a really good year. Uh, she was in the movie Nope, um, which was really hard for me to leave off this list. Uh, her, she hosted Saturday Night Live for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. And she was absolutely phenomenal. She announced her pregnancy in the in the opening um, monologue, and she's also launching her own um, TV network called uh, Key TV. Um, it's supposed to spotlight uh, new generations of creators. Uh, and also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the internet apparently started <laughs> clamoring for her to be rogue. Uh, in the MCU, and she did a whole series of uh, a photo series of her dressed as not just ro- Rogue, but like X Men '97 Rogue. So uh, and she looked absolutely phenomenal. So uh, I thought yeah. you were going to talk about the new um, video that got released of her interviewing Angela Bassett, where Angela Bassett has her do her <laughs> Angela Bassett impression in front of her, uh, yes. which is a lot of fun. She has her. She has her do. Um, 
her character from the Michael Jackson uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was honestly, it was it was great. I love Kiki Palmer so much. Um, uh, she was also on Hot Ones, and she did uh, she did a really good uh, really good stint on that. But uh, yeah, no, Miss Kiki Palmer, uh, look her up. A lot of people are discovering her for the first time uh, this year, and she was uh, oh, she was in both seasons of Scream Queens. So I would say if you're looking to expand your Kiki Palmer uh, education, Scream Queens is definitely where to start. Excuse me, I'm gonna need you to take that picture down. That is a picture of my sister. She was killed in a car accident. <laughs> Nobody's gonna finish it. Damn it. Baby, that's Kiki Palmer. Uh, you, all, you also left out that she replaced uh, Megan Thee Stallion as Judge on Legendary Season 3. Rest in oh, peace to Legendary, because right. that got canceled. But, you know. Whatever. Yes. I haven't right. Season 3 yet. Bitch, what the... That's why it got canceled. <laughs> Damn it, BJ. Damn it. Anyway. Moving on. Eric, what's your next one? Uh, so my next one is uh, The Legend of Vox Machina, um, which is the animated kind of retelling, reimagining of the first campaign from the popular D&D show. Uh, holy crap, I just blanked on the name of it. Critical, uh, Critical Role. Role. Yes. Um, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of fantasy, a lot of violence, and uh, all of an adult nature. Um, and it was great. And uh, the second season should be coming out in January. So Nice. And I know that was one of your topics. So if you want to yes. hear more about Eric's thoughts, um, uh, swim back through our back catalog. And uh, you can hear him chat more about, about that. And the, the legend of Ada Vox. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 close, no, close, 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 close. Uh, all right, one, two, three. Okay, it's my turn again. I'm trying to keep track of, of this, of, of the order. Um, so for my next one, uh, I will say let's talk about Sandman, uh, Netflix adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Uh, dropped 10 episodes and then had a surprise, maybe not surprise, 11th episode, depending on how quickly you watched uh, Trixie and Katya, Queens Who Like to Watch, YouTube episode. Um, but overall, a I see, I did not read Sandman. I know that we did a, a, a much deeper conversation about this. Uh, and you guys have a, a deeper understanding of the actual like comic books uh, themselves. But I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. It was a really good series. Um, casting was fantastic. Uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste. I don't. Know, I don't think we even. I, I don't think we sang her praises enough as as Death when we talked about it the first time. Um, but it, it was just really done uh, very well. The extra episode uh, was tangential, but still done really well. Animated uh, in the first half. And then um, the the Calliope episode was just it, it was all done very well. It thankfully has been uh, announced for a season two return, uh, and being DC but not DC, it 
is staying kind of <laughs> at least we're still getting that season two it's not part of the uh potential slate of dc projects that are being canceled and uh pulled from uh production uh a la batgirl and wonder woman three and all of these other films and uh productions that are, are happening in the dc side but uh yeah if you have not checked it out i highly suggest it i highly recommend it sandman on netflix brian your fourth one or number two i don't know how you're counting anymore <laughs> yeah i don't either everything everywhere <laughs> all at once um I, I was trying to do two movies two tv shows and a, something else so this is my second movie um this movie is one of the best I think from this past year in its originality, in its heart, in its humor, in its tropes that it borrows liberally, but in a, an amazing way, transforming the martial arts comedy genre, uh, such as it was, uh, you know, into this into this amazing, uplifting, positive story that I draw strength from occasionally as I need to from fighting the overwhelming darkness in in reality these days so i think if we, we talked a lot about this i know at least in, in in an episode over the summer when it came out if you haven't seen it it's streaming now i forgot where but it's it's definitely available at home because it's not in the theaters anymore not that i would know um as far as you know seeing it on the marquee but like it's 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 such a great show uh such a great movie such a great journey uh learned something recently that Michelle Yeoh's character originally was named Wang. And she's like, I'll take the part, but you got to change the name. It's not going to be Wang, <laughs> which I thought was like, oh, okay. I mean, there you go. It's fine. I get it. Um, but yeah, so highly, 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 if we haven't already said enough about this movie and you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a great Christmas movie. Not that it's a Christmas movie, but I think it's it's, it's a commensurate with the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of light and darkness. So uh, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Please go watch if you have not already. That is my number two, counting down to number one. Pick and uh, recently on YouTube, um, they put the audition reel for um, Stephanie. Oh my goodness, her last name, uh, HSU. How do you say? Oh yeah, Sue. Sue. Yeah. Um. So it's her kind of becoming the uh, her character for the first time. And it's just a lot of fun to watch, especially if you've seen the movie already. Very nice. And it's streaming on Showtime. Um, oh, so, so watch that after you watch Matt Rogers. Have you heard of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pay that dollar and uh, get your two months uh, for a dollar and watch both of those and then uh, cancel. Uh, as I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it's $2 a month extra to add Showtime to Paramount Plus if you have the premium plan. Maybe I'll maybe I'll upgrade for a month and then uh, and then do that. I don't want to mess with my Hulu plan because uh, Verizon pays that for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, good times. I still need to see the movie. I've heard so many good things about it. I just never got around to seeing it, so... Um, I may have to. I may have to do that, Eric. I may need to watch uh, some Matt Rogers and some Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, on Showtime. All right, back back to me. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. No. No. Nah. BJ. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, oh, okay. Oh, because you were talking about it, Eric. I got so confused for yeah. a second. I got so confused. That was Brian's. Okay. BJ, yeah. there we go. I, I'm telling you, I'm so confused. BJ, uh, what's your next one? Continuing on with movies, uh, I got to go with, uh, it was really rough because there were so many good horror movies this year. I mean, it this year was slam-packed with some really interesting, really fun, really creepy horror movies. Uh, but I had to go with Hellraiser 2022. Um, I was very impressed um, with the story. Everyone acted their ass off. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really go in. I've watched all the original Hellraisers, so I was a pretty big fan. Um, but. Yeah, absolutely. Hellraiser 2022 um kind of kind of was my my it's my star of of the horror movies for this year um followed by things like The Barbarian Smile and everything like that. Um but no, yeah, if you have not seen Hellraiser, the new Hellraiser movie, it's up on Hulu. Um it was it was a Halloween watch for me, uh but it is definitely uh it, it's it's up there with the first Hellraiser for me. So it's, it, it is either first runner up from the first Hellraiser or the first Hellraiser is uh, first runner up for this one. Um, I can't wait to see them do more and see what else they do. And uh, as well as the, uh, the actress that uh, portrayed um, the priest or pinhead this time around, she did a fantastic job. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see them do more. Nice. Nice. All right, now let's bring it over to Eric. Here we go. <laughs> Got myself back on track here. Um, another uh, TV series uh, that premiered this year um, was surprising for a number of reasons. Uh, Our flag means death. Um, I didn't know I needed um, a semi-biographical uh, gay pirate comedy adventure. Uh, but it was fantastic and I don't want to talk too much about it because go listen to our episode where we completely broke down the series, um, and had a very long discussion about it. Uh, but that's on the HBOs, um, hopefully still for now. Um, uh, and yeah, (laughs) well, they're still planning on making another season. Um, so for now, yes. Yes, for now. <laughs> no, not only did they not only did they plan, they just finished shooting the second season. Ah, yeah. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be released, given HBO's <laughs> track record lately. However, it is done. They did shoot it. Lord, I was going to say, yeah, back roll anybody. Oh, uh, the minks! The minks got cut after they basically finished the season too. So yeah, I. Uh, it's so stupid. I hate. I hate today. <laughs> Um, so for my next one, I am going to do, let me see, there's been some changes, so I want to <laughs> pick what, I, what I'm going to do next. Uh, a Million Little Things. I've talked about it a bunch of times in the past. Um, I wanted to do something that was kind of outside of the normal scope. Uh, I, I, I cannot recommend this show enough. Uh, they just announced recently within the last couple of weeks that the fifth and final season is going to be starting in February. It was not put on the um, the, the winter release, so the fall release schedule. Uh, so we don't have the big winter break uh, 
you know, television gap that, that we get. So season five will run straight through starting in February to the end of the series. Um, I, I've raved about it before. If, if I walk out of there an episode and I haven't cried, um, I feel like I haven't paid enough attention because it is just it where things like bros and spoiler alert, give me the queer representation and especially at the, at the age because the, the characters are all kind of in line with where we all are for the like in that age bracket. Um, the main characters of a million little things are right in that same, that same age bracket. One of the characters, when he said, you know, his date of birth and the year was 81, I was like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling seen in this. Um, but it's also becoming what I swear is the queerest network television show. And for them to tackle stories like, um, coming out as trans and coming out as gay and uh, having the the gay character be in a long distance relationship and be cheated on and, and how to like coping with that. Like there is so many things that the show brings to the table that I don't think it gets enough attention, recognition and, and love that it, it should. Um, so I highly recommend it. Like I said, last season, final season is coming up in February. Um, I, I really, really strongly recommend uh, watching it. I call it uh, my generation's 30 something. Cause I feel like that is uh, kind of in line with where the show, the, the feel of the show. So a million little things it's uh, streaming on Hulu and airs on ABC. If you're going to watch it live. All right. Final round. Brian, what is your last topic? Andor. Of course, of course it is. Uh, we just talked about this last, well, two episodes ago. Um, and it finished because I think when I talked about it again, it had not quite wrapped up. Andor is the best science fiction programming of any of anything else that I've seen in the last year plus. And it's a Star Wars story, too. So that. The fact that it's so good after things like the Mandalorian also being pretty, pretty darn good tales of the Jedi, all that stuff. Like it just proves that the star Wars universe is fertile ground for storytelling without it being about Skywalkers, Jedi space battles. It it, it just, there's so much interesting cultural material in an oppressed society finding its energy, finding its strength to rise up and stand against the oppressors. Like I, that last episode of Andor, um, where basically it's a full on revolt, spoiler, mild spoilers. It, and it's just a beautiful episode because it's all so grounded. And this is the thing that I was reading. Um, the guy who created the show, Tony Gilroy, he's like, you have to ground the the stories of you know far-flung space culture weird aliens all that stuff you have to ground it with real sounds real items real tactile experiences to really make that connection and oh my god it's so much it's so good Did, did you guys all finish did anybody finish andor i haven't started i haven't either 
BJ, you're the Disney guy. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I didn't say Disney gay. I said Disney guy. <laughs> Eric's I'm definitely Disney not a gay. Disney gay. Yeah, um, no, Eric, Eric's a Disney gay. Um, so I've uh, I've I've put all of like the Star Wars stuff in like a little folder in my head, and I will say um, what I've seen of Andor has been fantastic. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I am more on the lookout for Acolyte. Um, that is a project that they have announced that's going to be mostly concentrating. They haven't said at what time frame it takes place. Yeah, they have. Have it's they? Pre, it's a, pre High Republic. Is it pre High pre High Republic? It's, oh, okay. Cool. It, yeah, it's it's High Republic where the Sith infiltrates the Jedi. But yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very interested. I definitely, as, as you said. There are so many friggin' stories that they can tell that they are just like, that are just there for the picking. I would love to see a live action thing involving the Night Sisters. I would love, I would love a, a horror centric Star Wars series because there's some, be absolute, there's some absolutely terrifying aliens yeah. and creatures that are just straight up fucking Lovecraftian that I'm like, we're just going to gloss over that. Like, that's yeah. a giant fucking worm well, Sarlacc. monster. Sarlacc pit alone is fucking oh, nightmare. But before all of that, before all of that, finish Andor. Because yeah. I, I <laughs> Andor is the adult Star Wars experience that I have been craving. And I know they've been trying to make in other pre-Disney times. There have been massive like inroads at making Star Wars TV, Star Wars video games that were not about space wizards space samurai yeah. like andor is the thing that finally and and not that i can don't i love space jedi i mean i love jedi i love space samurai i love all of that i'm a, I'm a star wars like nut but when rogue one happened it was popular and it worked in many ways sometimes it didn't there were a few things that didn't but this is that but times a television show with this the the, the time and the, the mood and the budget to really get into the, the the nooks and crannies of a Star Wars culture. I think a lot of times Star Wars is very superficial. They yeah. don't really get into complex characters at all. And what you're seeing here are the it's the it's the rebellion like coalescing and coming together and all of the hard sacrifices that you have to have to accomplish anything in this world in in any world and that's so powerful and the fact that like it's not getting that attention that people are kind of like eh, it's so disappointing to me as as somebody who just i don't know i just i it it, 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 it you got to watch it i'm this is the strongest recommendation i can make you got to get it through maybe the first couple episodes it's a little slow it's a slow burn right it's decompressed storytelling and all that but like just give it the runway it 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 earns it it's just the yeah all of it's so good um i've I've heard nothing but good things about it it's just of all the characters in rogue one the singular character i wanted nothing i i needed nothing else to know i don't want to know anything about everyone else i would love a prequel story on it's just i felt the same a thousand percent (laughs) and that's why i am so jazzed about it because from what i did not care about to now what I have seen and, and you know, and honestly, Andor himself is 
not the most interesting thing in the show. All of the people around him are what shape the world. And his part is critical, but it's not, it's, it's the through line, right? It's the, it's the why you're there as far as like the journey, but oh my God, the people around him, the, the, again, the storytelling around him, it's just so good. And it just, yeah, I, that's all I, I, I mean, I could talk forever about this topic cause I just love it. That last episode again, marching band nerds, let me make an appeal to you. There's a fucking marching band in star Wars and it's not dumb. It's not stupid. It's, it's and it's a it's like a funeral dirge. So yeah, I'm just telling you, please go watch this. Finish this first season. The second season is going to be different. It's going to be kind of its own animal. Maybe good, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see in like two years, whatever they finish, because you know things take a long time now. All that, but yeah, go watch Andor. It's great. We don't even need to do a micro now. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't want to talk about it ever again. No. <laughs> it comes back and then i'll have a lot more to say <laughs> bj what is your final uh your final pick for the year uh that would be wakanda forever um i will say that this movie in, in no other movie in the mcu and yes i'm including Endgame and infinity war had quite as much to balance as this movie had to um, I was nervous when Disney announced that they would not recast T'Challa, and I was nervous that they they because uh, uh, I will say t- there's been storylines in the comics where T'Challa has just taken a back seat, and a lot of the other characters in Wakanda had to kind of pick up the slack, um, and I was nervous because I they were building towards that because uh, I believe Wakanda Forever was actually originally supposed to be a series before Black Panther 2, and then they just kind of combined everything into one movie, but they knocked it out of the park. Uh, the emotional center's there. It's like a send-off for Chadwick Boseman. Um, you, you kind of get that feeling that the actors are definitely pulling from their actual grief. Um, Angela Bassett has the first golden globe nomination of a uh mcu uh character in her uh, performance uh for uh, for something in the mcu um yeah um it's it is absolutely phenomenal i was shocked they even left in uh like you know the world building stuff that all marvel movies are just kind of slated that they have to do um if you can see this movie in like a theater absolutely go do it um, it, 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 it was wonderful. I got a cute little picture. I think I may have posted it up on the socials, but it was a picture of, uh, these two sisters that went to go see the movie and they were actually in all white, which is the Wakandan like funeral garb is like, is, is all white clothing. Um, so it was cute. It was, it, but it was a really good movie and there wasn't a single dry eye in the house. Um, uh, no more, perfectly portrayed i cannot wait to see uh more of him in the mcu um yeah absolutely um and the soundtrack jesus christ i can't listen to the soundtrack without tearing up so maybe in a couple months i will i will listen to the soundtrack completely but as of right now it is too too many feelings i have too many feelings um but uh definitely wakanda forever uh go see it absolutely please go see it yeah, and we will still do a microsode on that because we have not dove into uh, into that film 
and and we definitely need to. Uh, all right, Eric, what is your final pick for the year? So my final pick, um, I am. It's just gay rom coms. Um, this year, both Fire Island and Bros came out, which was we talk about representation, and this they're both high profile movie releases. Um, yes, Fire Island was on streaming, but still got so much press. Um, just the fact of how gay all around the production was, um, they were it was just allowed to be themselves it was uh gay behind the camera gay writers gay producers gay actors uh both for fire island and bros and it was just great to see the stories and they didn't have to be watered down um portrayals of the way things were in the past with gay media um that was trying to be uh released for straight audiences you know it it was just it was just a lot closer to what some of our lives are i can't say all but some because <laughs> uh, obviously not every movie is going to have representation for everyone but uh it it just made me happy to see those films come out this year uh yeah, absolutely. And uh, Joel Kim Booster also uh, was on the uh, Great American Holiday Baking Show. So he's just having a banner year all around. Listen, yet you get and to he was on film. Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, just, I don't know if he won or not, but I just know he was on it. Just making money moves, making money mm-hmm. moves. Gotta love it. Um, no, that is and that's on awesome. Z Way as well. He was on Z Way this season. I mean, who was it? Weren't you on Z-Way as well? <laughs> uh, anywho. All right. My last pick, uh, All-Star 7. Like, honestly, I revived a weekly recap series that spanned the three months or so that it was on. Uh, if that t- doesn't tell you how much I enjoyed the show, I mean, honestly, you can go back. We have... All episodes were reviewed and recapped by uh, a rotating guest of characters and co-hosts. Um, the The cast was fantastic, except for that one queen that I don't like. And um, <laughs> overall, no, <laughs> too vague. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Calm down. Say uh, her name. <laughs> I was like, well, who said it first? Was it Monet or was it, uh, was it the Vixen? Uh, uh, the Vixen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, too vague. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen my neighbor in a while, uh, but it's always a pleasure running into uh, the Vixen in the elevator or the lobby or, or wherever. Uh, but yeah, All-Star 7, it, was a, it gave me everything that I needed from an All-Star season. Um, I'm very trepidatious about All-Stars 8 um, because of spoilers that have already come out and uh, certain things that are happening in the world of onlineness. We'll see what happens. But AS7, so good. 
pick an episode, go listen to uh, to me chat with uh, a rotating cast of characters. And um, yeah, that is, I think, the best way um, besides saying, is that my camera? Uh, to end this episode. Do we have time for another? <laughs> Gentlemen, start your engines. May the best woman win. They changed they it to drag, drag queen. queen. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. Oh. Well, that does it for the year 2022. Dear listeners, those are our picks. Uh, go check out what it's some new things that maybe we've suggested. Tell us what are some of your favorite things. And then uh, have yourself a safe, happy, and a healthy new year. And uh, we will see you all back here in 2023 for more Game Geeky Podcasting for your life. Um, thank you again for just another fantastic year of episodes. Thank you, gentlemen, Zizzas for uh, providing lots of great conversation, discussion, uh, dissection, and dissemination of pop culture. And uh, yeah, until we meet again, Bobby Etch. I love to inseminate. Uh -uh. Happy New Year. (laughs) Seriously, though, I'm going to (laughs) need... Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.